Paul, we are mega in this is the Fat Packs Podcast. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm, do- I'm doing okay. You know what? It's, it's, uh, I always say this when this happens, but it's a little bit later and we're like both fully awake. Yeah, we are. That's <laughs> so funny. there's no monsters or Red Bulls or uh, no, anything actually, like that no. in front of us and uh, now you said we're mega. Mega. Are we running a mega or are we a mega? No, we're not running a mega. Oh, okay. Since uh, there's a Facebook. Yeah, there's no fillers or uh, anything like that. <laughs> minis and no, no micros minis. to fill your minis. Yeah, and none of that going on at all. We're just here, large and in charge. I've heard that before. Large and in charge. We are the Dr. Dre and Ed Lover of uh, Beckett. Who do I have to be? You could, Well, you could be either one. Okay. Who do you want to be? Snoop. Snoop. <laughs> See, you're you're completely wrong already because these are two West Coast. You, uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover were East Coast guys. Oh, okay. So, so you got to remember Dr. Dre and Ed Lover from Yo MTV Raps. Okay, okay. And then Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, uh, who was you know, well, Dre's now a billionaire, right? He, that he is. <laughs> and uh, uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover are still trying to figure out. Where they're getting their next weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're getting their next weed from. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a little. Maybe a tough reference for some of you. Probably don't know who that is at all, but I don't care. It's That's my show. Good. I can talk about what I want to talk about. This <laughs> <laughs> is our show. It's not my show. It's our show. That's awesome, uh, man. I got some. We got to. We got to cover some heavy things here yeah. off top. So let's get into new products and pricing, and then we'll we'll talk about some other stuff. All right, man. Well, we've got um, got some cool stuff coming out this week. Okay. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. All right. Um, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, but it's just some cool stuff. So today, since this is Wednesday, we're dropping the show on Wednesday. Um, Tops Definitive is out today for baseball. You know anything about this product? Never heard of it. Nine seventy-five a box. Okay. okay. Eight cards, six autos, um, six autos or six auto relics, and then two premium relics. You're getting eight cards, nine hundred seventy-five dollars. But man, I was looking at the checklist. A box, nine seventy five. A box. A box. What but is it with tops and these like outlandish? I don't know, man. But the the Ichiro booklets and the the Jeter booklets and the the Trout Bryant dual autographs, man, that stuff looks very very nice. So, hopefully, you've been saving your pennies. Track out that tops definitive uh, for baseball, uh, football. We've got a Leaf Variant. No, sorry, Leaf Valiant football. My bad. Okay. Uh, that's out. That just dropped. Um, ninety six a box. A little more affordable. Um, you're going to get four cards in this box, okay? It's kind of cool. You get three autograph rookie cards, and then you're going to get one autograph rookie, and it's going to be a BGS graded card. And it's either going to be a 9.5, a 10, or yes, even a black label. Okay. So how cool is that? Like you open up a box of cards, you got a shot at a black label. So 
there was a product that came out last year from another company that was supposed to be legit. It didn't and, work out so and well. It didn't work out so well. But these are guaranteed nine fives, tens, tens or, or black, black labels. labels. That's uh, pretty sweet. Okay. For 96 bucks, you're getting four autographs, and one of them's going to be graded at least a nine five. I'd take a shot at that. All right. So, all right. I, I dig it. That's out. Um, then we also on that's on Friday, um, and then also on Friday is Tops Star Wars Journey to the Last Jedi. Okay, so you know what you know Friday is Force Friday, right? Yes, yes. So all just like not even cards, cards awesome that coming out. Yeah, but then there's all those toys and you mean the ones that already uh, came out, sort of at uh, Walmart. Oh, okay. And they weren't right. supposed to. They weren't supposed and, to. But do they're that. In, they're in my trunk. I need to get off the phone uh, but, uh, off the uh, radio here so we <laughs> can go to Walmart. I already got most of them. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that comes out on Friday, Force Friday, which is kind of cool. Seventy-five bucks a box. Uh, you're gonna get two hits. You're gonna get you got your autos, you got your dual and triple autos, sketch cards, printing plates, and of course, the now infamous six-person autographs. Um, six-person autos. Six-person autos in those. They run about like I said, seventy-five a box. They're out on Friday. Get that. Get your Valiant football and. S- definitive if that's your if that's your world awesome very right? awesome uh no new hockey products this week uh ud black was supposed to come out today but it got pushed back to the end of november so uh just be on the lookout for that next week though opichi comes out okay so 2017 18 uh opichi and we say this every year but this is your big set collector set you know it's like you know I have the checklist. I th- I think it's around six, seven hundred cards. Yeah. So you know it's massive. That is massive. So uh, big set collector there. Uh, love it when a new product like that comes out because you know we some of our player some of our players are priced on player percentages and so mm-hmm. uh, big big product like that you can just you can get most of those percentages knocked out pretty okay, early. That's good. So <laughs> that helps. Um, new pricing wise, only one, only one. Okay, what uh, do you got? Excalibur basketball. Okay. Um, Kaboom! Yeah, love love the picture that uh, that that Brian sent over for it. It was the the Steph Curry kaboom, and nice. it, it was really nice. So that's the only one that's priced. I'm still working on um, Upper Deck Premier. Okay, high high dollars, like two fifty a box, right? Right. I mean, it's not nine seventy five a box, but it's still two fifty a box. Right. Kind of lightly broken. So if you have some information on that, please pass that along to me. I would love to Eric see. Eric is it. in need. I, I am in need of said pricing. Now. All right, man. We got to talk about some tough stuff. We do. We got to talk about some tough stuff. Uh, two tough things off the top, and I'm I'm sorry to do this right off the top, but I want to give them both uh, their their due because there's there's obviously Hurricane Harvey affecting the entire Houston area, and I'm when I say Houston, I mean Houston's massive, but there's all kinds of other stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah, all the surrounding yeah. cities yeah. and the suburbs that are just exactly. insane. It, it's really really tough. Uh, but before we, we talk about that, I want to talk about our friend Brady Kell. Uh, he, yes. he, he's still hanging in tight, he's hanging in tough, but uh, Landon lost his life on Sunday. Mm. Uh, if you guys don't, if you're not familiar with uh, Brady Kell, he has been raising money. Uh, he, he started a, a foundation, uh, Cards for a Cause. Yes. Uh, as of July, he had raised like $15,000. To help with uh, medical bills and costs and things like that, for his friend uh, Landon Palantino, I believe his last name is Palantino. I want to get that right. Um, he he had yeah, Landon Palantino. Okay, that's right. Yep. So Landon lost his life. He had a brain tumor, I believe. 
Yes, I believe, I, I believe that's right. I I want I want to do this right. I don't want. I'm I'm searching here. Search it. Yep. Here's Rich Mueller's um, piece from the Sports Collector Daily. And it. Uh oh. Where'd it go? go? All right. There, there it goes. All right. All right. This is from the 28th. Uh, Rich wrote this on Sports Collector Daily. Over the last year and a half or so, you may have read our stories about Cards for a Cause and its founder Brady Kell. After learning of his friend Landon Palantino's brain tumor diagnosis, Brady decided to sell his sports cards, his sports card collection as a fundraiser for Landon's family. All right, first of all, when we had him on the show, I think it was last year, Mm -hmm. late last year, or early last year, just great kid. He was young but had it all together, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Huge heart, man. Yeah, really huge heart, really huge heart uh, for this young man, Landon. Uh, The gesture by the 10-year-old boy with a heart, Heart of Gold caught the attention of local national media. Brady had had a booth at the local card shows and even a booth at the 2016 National Sports Convention in Atlantic City. Collectors and hobby hobby businesses across North America pitched in with donations to cards for a cause, and Brady appeared on national news programs. He was all over ESPN and... And stuff like that. You even got a card. Yeah, you got, you got a card. Tops, tops yeah, I gave him a, got, tops gave him a him card. card. Upper Deck was huge in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are sad to report that Brady's friend Landon passed away Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He was nine years old. Brady pledged to continue his fundraising work to honor Landon, which is great. That is awesome. Um, that's on that's on Sports Collector Daily. It's the fr- it's if you go to um, let me get it right. If you go to B cards. So on Twitter, it's B Cards for a Cause. B, as the capital B, C A R D S for a cause. Okay. Uh, that's that's the Twitter handle. Go check him out. That's the the second or third thing you'll see. Um, just you know, it, it's heartbreaking, but uh, you know we can rest assured that he's in a better place. Yep. You know, he's he's not in pain anymore, and I know that doesn't do anything for, uh, you know, for the situation. But um, he's not he's not in any pain anymore. And Brady is hanging in there strong, and he, he's still raising money in, in now Landon's legacy. So, yeah, works out. That's a, that's a great story. Yeah, it, that that part of it is great, and uh, I believe. Um, I mean, he's ten years old. He's doing this at ten. And he's going to do great things. Oh, for sure. And so, for sure. But, but our hearts and prayers are are with. Uh, I did say hearts and prayers, not thoughts and prayers. I think thoughts and prayers is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but our hearts and prayers are with uh, the Palantino family and Brady's family and uh, just all the people that he that he touched with that. And that, that's really great that he was able to do such a, a good a good thing at such a young age. For sure. For uh, sure, man. The other thing we need to talk about is the uh, the disaster down in Houston, the Houston, the greater Houston area. Yeah, it's just a it's amazing just to see the footage. Yeah. You know, and and I almost feel bad on one level because we live close to Dallas. I get a lot of my friends that, you know, don't exactly know where everything sure. is on the map. Sure. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Dude, man, it was like 75 and sunny yesterday. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah we're, we're fine where we are for right. sure. Um, you know, and the people in Houston, though, are just, man, so many rescues, so many boats and helicopters and canoes and tragedy and life lost. And yeah, it's amazing. It, it's a, the destructiveness of water. I don't think any, like, yeah, I mean, we're made up as, what, 96% water exactly. or something like that? But, like, man, so destructive. Just destroying things and, And you it's know, still raining. And it's still raining. And it, now it's in Louisiana going into Mississippi. Florida was flooding as well. Yep. Um, which tells me that Alabama was probably getting some of that as well. Yep. Um, man, 
I don't. I mean, there's nothing easy to say. I'm I'm thankful that uh, I have I have friends and family down there, and they're they're all pretty safe. Yep. Want to give a shout out to Justin Gruner. He he moved down there. Uh, what late last year, right? Uh, yeah, something. Uh, so, yeah, I forget exactly when, but he's been down there for a little bit. No, it was it was earlier this, earlier year. this year. It was earlier this year. He, yeah, earlier he's this been year. down there, and uh, he's thankfully okay. He's safe. He is. Yeah. Um, can't really go anywhere. Yeah, he can't kinda, really go anywhere. Kind of housebound, but none of the water I think don't penetrated his house. I think it's just more on the right the, the street level and, and right. just causing chaos down there. But we tease him from time to time uh, about his movie making career, but he, he does a good job. But on but this was probably one of the weird spin on it one of the best things happened for him he's gotten a lot of great footage has, of the flood he has and he does horror flood. films exactly so, so you know, he put uh, two and two together yeah it might work out it's uh it's really interesting to see i'm i'm so glad that he's okay and I'm, I'm glad that my friends and family that are down there are okay but there are thousands literally thousands of people who are displaced right now a lot of them are coming our way and a lot of them yeah. are coming our way are um, our way so what i wanted to do is if you have not seen it i wanted to bring your attention to youcaring.com uh, backslash victims of Hurricane Harvey. Mm. Uh, this is a a fundraiser that the Houston Texans JJ Watt set up. Perfect. Uh, the initial goal was a million dollars. Oh, I'm sure it's and it sh- shot past that. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Let me refresh it just to make sure that I'm I'm on top of things. Okay. And uh, let me see. So as of Wednesday morning, as of Wednesday morning, ten ten thirty ish. Local standard time, central standard time, uh, $5,593. That's great. Uh, so their new goal is now $6 million. Uh, this is an effort that J.J. Watt is firmly behind. Oh, yeah. And he is uh, vowing to make sure that as much of this money that can go towards the relief effort will do. I mean, there's administrative costs and things like that, right? Right, right, right yeah. Uh, so as much as this uh, that can go towards... Uh, the relief effort and uh, helping the folks down in Houston will will do so. I don't know if that's going to do anything for his card collecting value. No, it might not. But it, it is interesting though. Like living in Texas, you know, I'm still relatively new. I've only been here a couple of years, sure. and uh, just driving into work, you know, last couple of days and seeing the Omni mm-hmm. lit up as you go in, right, with the big Texas flag on it, and sure. then it, it flashes to Texas helping Texans, right. And, and it's really true, man. There's yeah. been so many great stories of people helping in with the rescues and sending money and sending food and sending, you know, resources and whatnot to that area to try to, to try to help out. Cause there's just so many people involved And the storm took such a, a weird track there and, and no one expected that much rain that a lot of people that weren't even told to evacuate are now having to be removed from their houses. Sure. You know, sure. So, um, every share, stuff. every share that you, you share this, if you go to, you go to that page, uh, go to JJ Watts, Twitter feed, uh, and he's got it up there for you uh, as well. You can just click that link and go to the You Caring page. Uh, it says every share can raise $37 and in an effort to, to just really help these people down there. I don't think $37 is much to ask. No. I donated, I donated my $37. Okay, I have not yet. God, I'm sleeping. I am. <laughs> well, I was, but I'm better now that I'm doing the podcast. I'll be a lot more awake this afternoon. Ah. So uh, this is awesome. Uh, and again, Loving how the community is coming together. It's really great uh, to see in this time of uh, just horribleness. Yeah, I mean, even see, even see stuff this. like, you know, the, the preseason game that's supposed to be played this week, you know, 
Jerry Jones has totally opened right. up the facility yeah, yeah, up that's here a good, that's a good point. Um, for them to be able to come up here and, and play if, if that's something they can able to yeah, do. Yeah, so that know. has been rescheduled for uh, the Death Star over in Arlington. The Death Star. <laughs> that's what they call it. <laughs> it is uh, what they call it. Uh, it is what they call so it. So that has been rescheduled uh, for AT&T Stadium. Um, $25 tickets. All tickets are $25. Perfect. And all the proceeds go directly to the to the relief. So you know, I say a lot of uh, you know. I'm obviously not a cowboy fan. I say a lot of interesting things about Jerry Jones. I'll leave it at that. But push comes to shove, though, the man does step up and does help out when he needs to. Yeah, he really so does. I do appreciate that from he really does from him on that that level. And um, you know, it's it's a tough situation, but this is a uh, one of those things that will uh, will pull us together and we'll, we'll we'll make better of it. You know. Wow. Hopefully the drainage will get fixed because it's really what needs to happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's really exactly. what needs to happen. And it's more than just calling your local plumber to get that fixed. Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. So uh, those are the two tough things that we had to get through. Uh, but we have an exciting show, though. We do have an exciting show. We're going to talk a huge, huge sell in, in the gaming world. It, mm-hmm. it was out my jaw drop. I didn't understand. <laughs> You still don't understand. I still don't understand. Let's be honest. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring uh, our our very own iMac on. Ian McDerry's is going to come. And, guru. Yeah, straight straight guru. He's going to talk about this massive sell of a gaming card that happened earlier this week on on uh, on eBay. Yeah, there's been a couple lately. I think I yeah. even touched on one not too long ago, but the gaming world's on fire. It really is. So I can't wait to talk to Ian about it, that. Yeah, so he's going to come on and then. Uh, a little later on the show, we're going to have uh, the Steve Grad, the guy from Pawn Stars, as he likes to oh, say. Oh, that guy? Yeah, uh, that guy. That guy? He, he still hasn't got a t-shirt, and if he keeps talking- a talk- little bitter about If it. he keeps talking trash, he's not going to get a t-shirt, you he's, know? He's a little bitter about not uh, getting a t-shirt. Yeah, he really is. He's very bitter, <laughs> and he'll, uh, he'll let you know, I'm sure. But uh, we're going to be with Steve next week in Las Vegas at uh, at the Golden Silver Pawn Shop. Uh as he is making a store appearance doing uh, BAS stuff, and uh, the Fat Packs will be there doing Fat Pack stuff, which mainly means finding the closest buffet. If we can, and we're going to Vegas, <laughs> yeah. so it's going to be easy. It's going to be real easy. easy. They pay us to go. Oh, I shouldn't say that. No, pay they us don't, to go eat buffets. Yeah. It's awesome. It's going to be great stuff. Um, we actually got. We're going to have a few shows next week. We're going to have our regular show, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have a show from uh, Clark Toys, where we're going to. We we're gonna go to the Clark Tours facility and dude, just I'm check just it as out excited there. about that. As the it's pawn pretty shop, cool, man. isn't it? Yeah, dude, and then we're gonna go to the pawn shop and do another. So you're getting three dude, shows next week. Dude, I'm geeking out all weekend. It's gonna be fun. It is. And you know, all that, and then the NFL kicks off. So boom, there you go. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be good stuff. All, all right, right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, hang tight, and we'll be back with Ian McDerry's. Hey guys, this is Derek Ficken with Beckett Grading Services. You're listening to Beckett Radio, home of the best radio show ever. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and as promised, right now on the on the mics with us, actually in studio because he sits just three desks away. Uh, <laughs> our our very own gaming uh, guru, Ian McDerry's. What's up, Ian? Hey guys, how you guys doing? We're doing all right, man. We're doing okay. Awesome. Uh, that microphone is a little low. So angle it up a little bit and get it right in your grill, yeah, right, like just that. like that. Oh, all yeah, right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's up, man? Man, it has been one crazy month for uh, 
gaming out there. That is for sure. Paul, yeah, what in the world is going yeah, on? I, I don't know. Paul and I touched on like a huge sell, and we're going to get into it a little bit later. But like, just there's just been one right after another, and this was all Paul. And Paul says like, we got to get Ian on to talk about this, and I said okay, let's do it, and yeah. uh, here you are. Right. So the star of the show is Charizard. He's a Charizard. Oh, everyone's favorite dragon lizard. Yes, <laughs> dragon lizard, who's orange, which is kind of weird. Yep. So <laughs> there was a Charizard that sold earlier this week. It was a Monday night. Tuesday uh, night. I think it was yeah Monday okay. night. Yeah Monday been, night. Okay, oh, uh, fifty over fifty five thousand. Yeah, for a BGS nine five. A BGS ten. BGS yeah. ten. Yeah. Okay, oh, my bad. Yeah, second one in the world to show up. Okay. Yep. So wh- what was special about this particular Charizard? Well, what set was it from? What? Oh, give yeah, me all yeah. that. So it was the first edition base set Charizard. So in English, so it's the very first one to ever be released in like North America for us, and um, being first edition and being on the shorter print run. So it's just it's insane to see something that high of a grade because, like I said, it's it's only the second one in the world to show up, and the first one is in locked away in a giant collection on uh pawn stars <laughs> <laughs> that is true i guess yeah. it is yeah <laughs> so funny. it's really really cool um and i'm very exciting especially awesome. after this last year of what like pokemon go has done for pokemon in general is it's almost rebirthed it you know their, their oh, 20 yeah. year anniversary and now it's almost as hot as it was back in 99 yeah you know, it's like uh, all the kids back then we all grew up and we realized hey we have money and we enjoy all the stuff <laughs> we had when we were kids so so i take your information and yep. I, have a, I have a friend uh that is a family friend and mm-hmm. he, he was big into gaming cards yeah as a kid too right but he doesn't have any of them left like nothing and then i take your information that you that you share with me and i show him all this and then i have to talk him off the ledge oh wow uh, this is absolutely insane uh you know our mothers threw out our baseball cards and and stuff like mm-hmm. this and i i don't know paul's shaking his head now but uh, <laughs> but uh this to see a, a charge on i know nothing about this and fifty five thousand dollars. yeah for well, you call it, it's a piece of art, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at that point, now they've become more artwork because you can't; those cards aren't playable anymore. Okay. In the standard card game, that the way that Nintendo has it set up now, you play with the most recent six to eight sets. Okay. And, I mean, it's been twenty years, so sure. Um, all right, a little bit less than for English, but yeah. So now it's just become a artwork and a collector's item. Why for everyone? So. What other cards from that set or from other sets that could even be p- comparable to that? Is there, is there anything else in the in the in the Pokemon world or the Yu Gi Oh world or the? I think the only thing to compare to is the Lotus. Right? The Lotus. Yeah, yeah. at this point, um, I haven't really seen a BGS ten Black Lotus from Alpha Sale because there's only one of those in the world as well, and that it's one has never left. Yeah. yeah, that one's locked away. We know um, where that one is. Yeah. But you also have to kind of remember that Magic's a little bit older, so it started taking off sooner than sure, what Pokemon true. did. Sure. But, I mean, the following for Pokemon is just massive. I mean, there's millions of people that are into it, and the amount that it's caught up to Magic and all the other card games and surpassed most of them. Yeah, I was going to say. astronomical. It's got to be, what, number two now on the list, right? Have to go Magic, Pokemon, probably? Yeah. I t- sometimes they may be tied here they pretty tied soon at the rate okay. that they're going. 
So what is it about Charizard then? I mean, is it is it the dragon lizard that you said, or is yeah. it, or is it? Yeah, I don't know who Charizard is, so help me. It's HP one twenty, man. That's what <laughs> yeah. it was back. Yeah, in the back day. in the day, back it was HP one twenty, a hundred attack. Like yeah. everyone was like, "This is the coolest," because it was the biggest card out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't the most competitive back then, but it, it just looked cool. But it didn't like, matter. The kids yeah, learning no, how to play were no like, one really played the game when we yeah. were a kid. Like right. the adults played it because they knew how, but. Right. People my age at that time, we were like, oh, my gosh, I have this. It has 100 attack. It's awesome. Right, right, right. And then also it has to kind of go hand in hand with, like, the Pokemon Game Boy games at that time. I mean, that was one of the starters you could choose uh, choose from. And Charizard, who looks – he resembles the closest thing to a dragon. So right. it was just one of the cooler Pokemon back then, and he's just stuck with everyone. And Plus the artwork is – phenomenal on that and card those game boy games are very collectible as well oh yeah those first some of those sealed made, ones the red and the yellow and the whatever, yeah whatever, and whatever uh, different colors they were yeah. yeah yeah red blue and yellow for us back then um yeah i, I haven't checked on what they are but i i, I would assume they're at least like three or four hundred dollars sealed now it's crazy it's crazy it is crazy well we just talked about a super mario super mario that yeah. sold for thirty thousand. oh yeah it was like an original nintendo yeah, one yeah. oh it, yeah it, that's it was, cool it was sealed and uh undamaged Wow! It sold for thirty thousand at an auction, though. Yeah, I can believe that. That's Those crazy. Nintendo games are really expensive now. <laughs> Paul made a good point. You know that, that the game wasn't rare because it was in every like mm-hmm. when you bought the when you bought the console, you got the game, right? Oh yeah. So, but this one was never opened. So yeah, that, that, even, that definitely makes it probably game. really rare. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, this chart, like, does a Pikachu have that kind of? appeal or they do it's just not as obviously as heavy as this because the other thing is charizard was a hollow rare okay so in a box you could get about on average 12 foils per box and you aren't guaranteed to get a charizard sometimes you can you sometimes if you're super lucky you got two but it's Mm -hmm. pretty unlikely but pikachu at the time was he's a common okay so he's just a lot easier to get that all right. Um, well, didn't we have one there a black label Pikachu sale not too long ago? It was only it was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that one actually wasn't from the base set though. Oh, it was okay. from the CD, the Japanese CD uh, promo, okay, and you. Japanese promo, Japanese cards in general tend to grade and a lot better a lot than better. what English cards can, and that that also kind of is why a BGS ten goes for that price because it is deal. so hard to get a high quality first edition base set card just. Because the production quality wasn't great back wasn't then. Back then. Yeah, we just didn't have sense. the technology. So you, you've said English and Japanese and yeah. a, a, a few different times. But So if I'm just listening to you correctly, there's different languages that these things are in? Or yes. Okay. We, yeah. We, we. <laughs> yeah. We, we. <laughs> so how many languages are we talking? Uh, off the top of my head, I think Charizard's in eight or nine, okay. I think. All right. Um, so obviously Gerl- right Gerlock, now, the, right? What's his name? Gerlock. Gerlock. Uh, yeah, the German one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the most appealing right now is the English, just because it's the most one of the most common languages sure. out there. And then I think it kind of falls depending on what you have. You can the Japanese one can be probably the most mm-hmm. valuable if it's missing the the star logo. That was probably the the second most valuable out there as far as languages go. Okay. Um, and then, then I think kind of like the German and. Yeah, German, and, and French, Chinese, and Spanish, yeah. they all kind of run together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as pricing goes. I'm completely <laughs> lost, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Lost, I, I, I look lost, yeah. I look, I look a little... All right, well, you, got some, you got some uh, paperwork information there in front oh, of you yeah. there. So let's talk about some other big sales recently. You got any more of those on that paperwork? Uh, Well, most of it has just been talking about the Charizards. So okay. Aside from the BGS-10 that sold, sure. um, even just regular Charizards in general have been going up. It doesn't have to be a, the highest... Well... 
the most high-end card out there. Um, even the, the unlimited ones are going up, right? Yeah, yeah. Like unlimited gems are just crazy. They were five hundred dollars a month ago, and now, but partially because of the sale, I would think they've gone up to close to two thousand dollars each. It's but I guess I guess the part of it is, I mean, the first edition obviously there's less print runs of those, but the qualities yes. are the same. You know what I mean? There's they came off the same printer for the most part, so getting a high grade. Yeah. It's still difficult on both of them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're still really difficult. Um, the the main difference since it, it was unlimited, there's far more out far there, more so out there, right. there's a better chance at getting one. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they they still are pretty difficult. And plus, everyone we were kids when we had them, so we didn't really have sleeves or anything or knew what that was. <laughs> no, back we, then, no, put them in your back pocket and yeah, run. yeah, or your um, shoe depending on where you work. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, not it, aside from Charizard, the other like the big three, as they're called, is Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur, um, who are the starters that you could choose from in the original Game Boy games. I thought those were all STDs. <laughs> real, real no, they were starters. They were in yeah. the starting lineup. That's okay. What you yes. Had yes. Okay. Uh, you, right. you drafted them first. <laughs> yeah. They were, in the first round. Yeah, those were your first round. Picks. <laughs> um, if you got fourth pick, you weren't going to win. That yeah. Game. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Charizard. Blastoids, Blastoids, and Venusaur. Venus, that Venusaur definitely sounds like an STD. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, you, I got a, I got a Venusaur. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, well, but but they all, they've also started going up quite a bit. Um, I think uh, a Gem Blastoise that was first said sold a little over six thousand. Um, and it's been a little while since they've actually started going up. I think they're about four thousand. So I mean, increase of two grand right there and. The Venusaur has also gone up. I think he's he's catching up to Blastoise. He's usually been the cheapest of the right, three, the but the three, yeah. mm, mm, I think one just mm. sold for fifty five hundred as well. Mm. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I love how Eric is trying to act like he knows what he's talking about. Good, yes. We've had a couple of conversations off air about sealed product as well. Oh yeah. So I mean, as far as like the boxes themselves sealed have been going up in like exponential numbers. man i the sealed market has been has been something i've been watching very closely for the last year now and it's crazy everything across the board that's from the original wizards printing and some of that early nintendo printing has just gone crazy the roof. yeah yeah I mean, the roof man i mean yeah. you're talking you're getting 20 you know getting 36 packs in the box and these boxes are now going for tens of thousands of dollars yeah i i couldn't imagine what a first edition base set would go for. I haven't seen one haven't available seen one in while, publicly yeah. in, I think, two years, so it's really hard to say, but I, I can't see it being under... They're all at auction houses now, getting auctioned next to the Mickey Mantle rookies. Yeah, that or <laughs> just tucked away in like private collectors that are just like, oh, I'm going to keep this forever for the next 20, 30 years. So in Yu-Gi-Oh!, mm-hmm. is there something comparable to this, or...? So I think it's coming. Um, yeah. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, out of the big three games that I like to uh, refer them as, so you got Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! is the youngest as All far right. as for North American release. Okay. Out of those. And so I, I've noticed that a lot of the early Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff is starting to go up as well, especially from like if they're first edition cards. So uh, anything from like Legend of Blue Eyes... Again, another, another dragon. Yes, yeah, dragon. Yeah, so they, white, they have yeah, yeah. blue eyes, white dragon um, in that. And then you have Exodia and Dark Magician as well. But um, yeah, I think I just saw one blue eyes yesterday. I think it sold for like $1,000. and But it, it's getting there because, I mean, a year ago, I think they were like five or 600. So right, they're already starting, starting to double to as well. Thing, yeah. 
and and, uh, and the wax as well. We were looking at that. Yeah, and yeah, and the the Yu-Gi-Oh wax you got is a little bit harder sometimes because just the there's some pretty good fakes, so you have to be really careful mm-hmm. of that um, for that those first boxes. So that makes it a lot harder. But if you have an authentic box, I mean. That's something you definitely want to hold on to, I think, for the and next It's a little tricky, years. too, because they have the 24 packs and the 36 packs, too. So when yeah. you go look at it, make sure you're, make sure you're buying the right Yeah, one. yeah, make sure you aren't cheating yourself thinking, out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not paying for a 36 pack. Yeah, and get a 24 right? and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and a lot of those, I, I, I can definitely see just the first, I don't know, five, six sets just becoming pretty expensive following the way of what Pokemon's done because it's not just the first set first set of Pokemon that started to go up as far as their boxes. I mean, it's been all of the wizard sets, which I think are, what is that, like eight or, I think 11 maybe? I don't know. I think it goes all the way up through. Like all the boxes are just through the roof. Skyrocketing. All right, so in a couple couple years from now, we'll be talking about Blue Eyes, White Dragon, and yeah. Jinzo. And yeah, we'll be uh, comparing uh, Black Lotuses, Charizard, and Blue Eyes, White Dragon. and That'll work. It'll be pretty interesting. And you know what the best part about that will be? Eric will still have no idea. What about. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't have any idea. <laughs> I hope his Venusaur is better, though. No, oh uh, man, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I think you can get a shot and just clear that up. <laughs> I think it's 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 that advanced now that they can just get a shot. Yeah. Let's talk magic, though. I'm gonna sure. talk magic. Um, because this is the one I do know a little bit about because yeah. I see Adam Kai walking around here. Is that, is that Adam Kai? Is that yeah, yeah, he's he's here occasionally. Yeah, I see him. I see him walking around and um, you know, with his bodyguards and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dude, like I picked his brain a little bit, but mm-hmm. so but Magic leads the market on this stuff, right? Like they're yeah, they're, as, uh, as far as like the yeah. especially the graded collectibles and everything yeah. right now. Yeah, they're they're huge on that. Um, that aspect for all their like original stuff, it's it's pretty impressive. Pretty because like so, what's a what's an alpha deck cost cost like right a sealed one? Because there's not Any, very many left, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna depend on condition, but anywhere between like eight to ten thousand okay. dollars right now. And Adam has like the last nine of them, right? So it's, I, I don't really know how many he has. He has a couple though. Yeah. So um, we we had that huge. Well, it wasn't huge, but we had that. That thing that we hosted yeah, here, yeah, the the alpha tournament. Um, I think we had eight players, and each one broke their own personal alpha deck. And okay. Then, um, when the buy-in was crazy, right? I mean, it was the the what? I'm sorry. The the, the buy-in to get in. Oh, the buy-in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a ten or eleven thousand dollar buy-in. Because you got the alpha starter, and then you got three uh, booster packs from Legends, which okay. is one of the earlier sets of Magic um, that has some pretty sought after and a lot of reserve list cards. So reserve list is cards that Wizards promise to never reprint. Okay. So they're only going to be fewer and more valuable as Stupid time goes wizards. on. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so I have a question actually. Yeah. So you were talking about in Pokemon where they only play with the, the last six or eight sets put yes. out. With Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, is that the same thing? Uh, or can you still play with the original stuff? No, no. For for Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic both, um, they're, they're two different things. So Yu-Gi-Oh has a ban list for every set. So there's, I think, like 100-ish cards that you can't play with in okay. standard tournaments. Okay. But you can play, you can still play it with Blue Eyes, White Dragon and Swords of Revealing Lights, cards from the oh, very okay. first sets. Okay. Um, as far as Magic goes, they have different format blocks. So they have a standard, which is similar to how Pokemon is. You only play with the most recent, like, six, eight sets, depending okay. on which game you're talking about. And then they have uh, a modern format, which goes back a couple more years. Not exactly. I, I don't know okay. the exact number. And I then you have you. Legacy, which covers the majority of Magic um, with a... 
the exception of a few band cards. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like finished. Madden. You can kind of play with the rookies. You can play regular season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can play with the legends. I got you. Yeah. Right. So they got different tiers for it. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. All right. Very cool. Cool. Digging so what? What's on your market watch right now? If Ian said, "There, these are the three, four, maybe five cards that you need to be watching." Yeah. That uh, other than Charizard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of all that, um, so some of the cards, as far as like, especially for Pokemon, I'll, I'll do some old and I'll do some new. Sure, go ahead. That man. I've been go paying ahead. attention to. Go ahead. Um, so as far as old stuff for Pokemon. Um, we just saw a huge resurgence of the uh, Team Rocket set. Right. A lot of the first egg cards in that started becoming extremely valuable. Everything's going up on that. Um, so, I mean, it's only natural to pay attention to what's next in line, which is the Gym Heroes and Gym Challenge cards. Because a lot of those cards, like I said, when we were talking about going back to how most yeah. of these are artwork. Yeah. So, Gym Heroes and Gym Challenge, the majority of the artwork on those cards is done by Ken Sigamori, who's like the one of the godfathers the of Pokemon. Yeah, he's yeah. the man. Yeah. So this is like the original artwork of his. And that's kind of also why art or um, sorry, why Rocket started going up is not only is it the fourth set, so it's kind of next in line to follow everything, but it also has a lot of Ken Sigamori artwork. So that that's on my market watch for sure. There's just so many cards in there that are iconic art of those Pokemon, and sometimes some of the original. Of it, so. I think what I like about the rocket is it's got the you know the dark Charizard and dark yeah Blastoise. yeah so yeah. it's got like a lot of people like you know I know my son he's all into like the the dark guys and the villains yeah. and all that stuff so I think this was really the first set where they had like the other side yeah you know exactly. what I mean because no, it, it it Team Rocket was like ooh you yeah know? and now like you have the rocket card and and that, that and that's exactly things, it that's so. one of the major appeals is because it's like oh you get to see a new version of Charizard or a new oh. version of Blastoise and of course. So the Charizard is done by Ken, and mm-hmm. then the Blastoise is done by, uh, if I can pronounce his name right, uh, Mitsuryu Arita. I'm really bad at it. The guy who did the original Charizard. Oh, okay, artwork. I got so, you. Oh, like they're, they're both very good, and then uh, he also did the Dragonite in that set, oh, okay, which cool. is one of the more sought-after cards. Very cool. Um, so that that's what I'm looking at as far as old. And then for the new, for po- at least for Pokemon right now, man, that, that the most recent set um, with Burning Shadows... I, I know I wasn't going to talk about Charizard, but yeah. the Charizard in that set <laughs> is ridiculous. So when it first came out, it was closer to like 70, 80 bucks leveled, or it, it kind of took a dip around like 60 to 70. And now the thing, I don't know what it is. Is that one of those full holograms? Yeah, yeah. Full, the, full uh, sorry, I'm talking about the, the hyper rare, the, hyper the, rare okay. the, the silver rainbow foil thing that gotcha. um, is fairly new to Pokemon right now. Um, yeah, the card just. All, Within the last like two weeks, went up to over a hundred. I think right now I couldn't even find one under one hundred and twenty, almost wow. in like a near mint condition. So, so Charizard's um, having a good season. That's what you're yeah, saying. yeah, and I think it partially has to do with um, Nintendo. I think is going to do another printing of that card, and the first printings are going to be pretty recognizable because they're missing a uh, retreat symbol. Like oh, they, okay. it's supposed to be three costs on the retreat. And this one only has two, and then it has like a little mark on it. Oh, okay. so, so it's gonna be like almost like an error card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're it, gonna correct it. Yeah, okay. it's similar to how Blaine's Charizard was um, in the first gym or in the gym challenge oh, set. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he has a fighting symbol instead of a fire. And I remember when I got that when I was a kid, I was like, "How do I play with this? What, what do I do?" I'm Even confused. though I didn't really play the game, I just collected the cards because, like yeah. everyone else. <laughs> but you were the guy that was selling the cards to everybody else, making money, weren't you? Uh, I wish back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of fall into that line of. I sold my cards too fast, too uh, young, gotcha. and I really wish I kept them. I had some really awesome, like, Neo Genesis first edition cards, but 
Oh well. Ned Boogie is just flying everywhere. Didn't oh, man, I used to have the in those Typhlosions. Like <sighs> some of those cards are so rare now and valuable. Um, yeah, so th that that's what's been going on as far as uh, Pokemon. And then Yu-Gi-Oh has a new set coming out September eighth called uh, I think it's Legendary Duelist. So okay. Um, if you know anything about the show or fans of the original anime, it's got a lot of, uh, I think it focuses on like Joey and Mai. So okay. Joey had a lot of the, he had the red eyes, black dragon in the right. show, which was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to have support for, it looked like a bunch of red eyes cards. And then uh legendary fisherman is another okay. iconic card that he had in the show. And then my, they aren't actually doing any of the harpies or I don't think they had any harpy stuff. It was like Amazon as cards for her. So oh, okay. yeah, they're kind of giving more support to that archetype, which has kind of been, they give like a few every like three years if I remember. <laughs> so it'll be good. It'll be nice okay. to see that. And then, um, yeah, lastly, uh, big set coming out magic, uh, Ixalan end okay. of September, September 29th comes out. Um, and then a couple months ago, there was a big leak for that entire set. Someone had gotten a hold of, uh, all the rares and mythic rares and had posted them and wizards went ahead and did a huge announcement it was it was really good how they approached it i i, I liked it a lot and okay. so if uh you guys are fans of it they have an official announcement on their site and you can take a look at all the okay. cards because it's going to be a regular released. booster box price yeah, it's not yeah one of yeah. the bigger booster boxes that are more expensive right it's just the regular the regular packs yeah yeah okay. it, it's just the standard 36 box 36 or 36 pack, pack box that magic does okay. so all right yeah cool good so. deal yeah. All right. Wait, wait. We got to wake up Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you two nerd out for a minute. <laughs> now, since you're, since you're sitting in front of me. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like I want to be a part of the conversation. All right. What do you think about GOT last week? The f season finale. Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, man. You ready to talk about that? Have you watched it yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Now time Paul, for Paul. Paul's going to go to sleep. Yeah. Um just what were your overall thoughts about the uh, the the finale? I or season I, or season 7 in general. I mean, the finale I I loved the finale. Okay. All um right. and I was I was a big fan of the season. I'm I was pretty happy with where I was a little worried on the Arya Sansa for yeah, a bit cuz yeah. I didn't really know where it was going. Um and I, I think a lot of people were kind of like that too, sure. but I, I I'm glad how it ended. With that aspect, yeah. I was like, "Yes, this we, is." Awesome. We can talk spoilers, man. By, by, oh, okay. By okay. this time, if they haven't watched it, it's on. <laughs> um, Bailey's got his throat slit. Oh Just, man, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Arya is the best. <laughs> Arya ended his life. Oh man, uh, that was perfect. Sansa and Arya worked together. Uh, they were scheming the schemer. Yes. So, uh, to see that happen, and I bet I. Like if you go back and listen, even now there's a collective sigh of relief from the from the oh. Game of Thrones fans that you can hear because everybody hated that man. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it was, oh, yeah. it was, yeah. it was, yeah. it was Joffrey and then Littlefinger, right? It, that's Ooh, how it went. Maybe Ramsey in the middle. Okay, all right, but Ramsey, yeah, yeah, they're they're all top three. Like we right. were like, yes, this yes. guy's done. Yes, <laughs> I forgot about Ramsey. How can oh, I forget about him? Yeah, and sausage. Um, <laughs> man, I loved it. I, I thought it was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, the wall fell like I like I oh, predicted. Man. Yeah, so. that was. I had that on my prediction too. Yeah. I was like, all right, the, they got a dragon. The wall's yeah, coming down. The wall's coming down. Did you Did you ever notice the crack in the on the east? I did. Watch? Yeah. I went back and looked at it. So yeah, I I I saw what you were talking about. So um, 
Yeah, this cool. this section of the podcast is strictly for me, Ian. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I thought it was so good. Now we got to wait a whole year and a half, and oh, I'm just uh, time to start watching half? everything again. A year and a half. A year and a half. <laughs> yeah, we That's have awful. You have time to catch up, Paul. I'm good. Thanks. You can totally catch I just up. Just know the dude slit his throat. I'm good. No, he didn't slit his throat. Arya slit his throat. Yeah. Well, whatever. Now he can wear. Now she can wear his face, right? I think so. That's gonna be good. Wait, didn't they do that in another movie? They did. What movie was that? Like Hannibal Lecter or something? Yeah. Ah. There you go. <laughs> like taking his face off and putting so, here's my prediction. Yeah. About uh, Cersei. Okay. I think Arya kills Jamie and then Ooh. then kills Cersei as Jamie. Ooh. Uh, that that could I could see that. I'm I'm probably hoping against hope there. But uh, yeah, especially since Jamie went to help the North. I know, and, I know. I was yeah. like, oh man. But uh, dumb Northern. That's cool. But Arya, she she's a she's a she's a wildfire. So she got her own little spark of uh. That's true. And what's gonna happen? How? What's gonna happen with John that he when he finds out who he really is? Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> because this is. Uh, Brand Brand's not gonna tell him like straight up. I don't. Brand, I don't. One Brand's got a will over to him, and he's just not fast <laughs> enough to do that. Uh, Especially if he's upstairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, the but you know the moment Samwell sees him, he's just gonna spill his guts. Just <laughs> like literally. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. Literally. Literally. What well, I have a thing. I have this problem with Samwell. I love him because he's a fat guy like me. <laughs> but he's been walking and traveling through. All the lands of the, and he's not lost any weight. Like, no, no, it's weird. Hodor, yeah, Hodor. 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 We talk Hodor anytime we want to. All right, man, man. Uh, we're really just killing time at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna uh, end this uh, right here, right now. Ian, thank you for joining us this week, coming on and uh, enlightening us about our Venusaurs and uh, <laughs> Blastoids and Charizards and. Uh, yep. whatever else they were. I don't remember all the names. Yeah, yeah. We, turn, we turned Eric into a Snorlax during yeah. our Oh, Snorlax. man. <laughs> you may want to get that Venusaur checked. Okay, yeah. For I, I guess uh, you get a shot cleared up. And be all good. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, all right, man. Uh, any parting shots before we leave? Uh, you're a Patriots fan. What's your prediction? Uh, now that Wes Welker, or now, now that... Uh, West Walker. Well, West Walker. He's out too. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> what? Oh boy, uh, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's man, out so for the sad. season. So, what? What are your predictions for the Patriots this season? Final record. Just final record. Uh, I'm gonna say. Oh wait, it, just before playoffs. Oh, now, now we're going. There. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, we're gonna make the playoffs. So. <laughs> I'm gonna say mm, twelve and four. Twelve and four. That's yeah. what I was gonna say too. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Brandon Cooks. Flirts with 20 touchdowns this year. I, you Cruz? know what? I will be so happy in fantasy if that happens because I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The only fantasy, fantasy I want to talk about right now is the fantasy in which you don't talk to me about fantasy. So uh, <laughs> that's it, guys. Game of <laughs> yeah. That's it for me. Uh, again, thank you for uh, joining us. And we'll be right back with Steve Grad. Thanks, guys. This is Rob Varis from Burbank Sports Cards, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, Paul, we just spoke Pokemon and 
and Yu-Gi-Oh. And you know what? What's up? It was magical. It was magical. And we even Game of Thrones. Yes. But now we're getting to the meat and the bones of the show. Uh, the the infamous the infamous Darth Gradius Darth is Grad is with us. Steve oh, Grad on the phone. What's up, Mister Grad? How are you doing? Good guys. I actually just wanted to talk about Pokemon. So um, fire away <laughs> with any questions. I'm a huge collector. Um, I have no idea what goes on with that stuff, so it kind of creeps me out. So I probably not want to talk. Now, about do you it, know but. a real Charizard autograph from a non, like a fake one? Here's the thing. I will tell you the truth. I've gotten to know the Pokemon stuff and some of the artists. I've had to get to know them pretty well lately because we do get that stuff in here. Okay. Um, it's challenging, and it's challenging to read some of the signatures in different languages. So uh, I've been working on it. Uh, I'm building an exemplar database, um, and we do that in Magic the Gathering, you know, those cards, because the artists, we get that stuff all the time, submitted to us for authentication. So I kind of have to be on my A game for that stuff. So it seems very challenging. I've seen some bad stuff already, which is which is funny. But um, I think when you look at the high value associated with some of that stuff when it's signed, and I've looked and I've been blown away by the value, I can understand why people would forge it and send it in. Yeah, just like anything else, man. Just like anything else. Yep. Speaking of bad stuff, yeah, you, sure. you were here last week in the office, and we had a little, like a little mini conversation before this conversation, and you were saying there's a lot of bad Aaron Judge stuff out there. What's up with that? Yeah, well, I mean, I just think that people are starting to capitalize on his first half. Unfortunately, um, he hasn't had much of a second half, and I think his numbers have kind of flattened a little bit. And he's, you know, a guy that obviously anything guys that is hot, anything that, um, you know, uh, TV show, the new Walking Dead season, uh, Ozark, you know, I'm just naming weird shows or whatever. But if they're hot and people like them and same goes for sports, they will be forged. And, you know, the NFL season, whatever rookie it is that starts off like crazy, they're going to forge them. You know, it happened last year with Dak Prescott. It happened with with Elliott. People started forging immediately, and that's what happens. Anything that's hot, the consumer wants it, that collects. So people forge it, and they feed, you know, the consumer. That may, I mean, that makes perfect sense, especially with Judge being a new guy. Not too many people know, and there weren't a whole lot of autos out there of him. There wasn't a whole lot to compare it to um, when he hit the market, so when he started becoming relevant in the market. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing a lot. And you guys also know he signed with Fanatics. So right. he did, you know, like a, a million-dollar deal with Fanatics or something, you know, that was way up there. Unfortunately, you know, literally like he did the home run derby, he signed the deal with Fanatics, and I don't know where he's gone. Where has he gone? How many home runs does he have in the second half? No, he has more strikeouts for yeah, sure. I mean, he struck out, what, 30-some games in a row? Something like one that. Strikeout? Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah but who's, who's everybody talking about right now? Stanton. Stanton, you know, yeah. So yep. that's... Yeah, and he's a pretty readily available autograph. He's been around for a while, but he's also signed more. And he's, you know, I've seen his autograph for years. But I just think it's very interesting to see what forgers target, and it's usually cards. It's crazy because that's the you know tends to be a cheaper medium than a baseball, so they target cards all the time. Can we talk about Stanton for a minute? When he when he officially went from from Mike to Gene Carlo, did it cause confusion in the uh, autograph world? Not not particularly. His autograph still looked almost the same, especially his last name. So it was pretty easy to read. Okay. Um, you know, and the you know, the good thing about someone like that too is there's plenty of certified cards out there. He was pretty easy early in his career, and he still signs. He's not as easy, but I've never had difficulty in authenticating his signature. It's always been relatively simple. Okay, that's that's good to know. I mean, it's because he he is yeah. out there. He's got a lot of stuff out there. So 
That's cool. Now you mentioned the show. I mean, he, hey, just just real quick, let me sure. ask you this much. So, sure. if he hits, I keep seeing this mentioned. If he hits sixty-two home runs, is that recognized, or does he have to hit seventy-four? Oh. You know what? I mean, I would recognize sixty-two personally, but some people might say, "Well, he's not the real home run king." That's Barry Bonds, but. I think it's a pretty interesting debate. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. Yeah, it just brings up that whole adage again of the whole steroid era and what stats matter and what right. stats don't matter. Right. You know, um, I mean, obviously yeah. for Stanton, he says, "Hey, if I hit 62, I'm you know I'm the quote unquote greatest of all time." So it'll be interesting. I, I hope he gets it so we can have this conversation more. Yeah, I, as know? a as a purist though, I'm recognizing the 62. If he hits it. Gene Carlo's my guy. I'm with you. Yeah. 100%. Don't say that in San Francisco, though, that Barry Bonds is so beloved up there. You can't utter one bad thing about him. People go crazy. Hmm. (laughs) Here's the thing about San Francisco. Paul and I don't actually get out there a lot because uh, there's no buffets. There's not a lot, like an abundance of buffets. So we we avoid it. There's Chinese buffets up there. Uh, Yeah, but see, yeah, I guess. I guess. It's not the same. It's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same, Steve. We didn't get this way eating rice. All right. So uh, you mentioned uh, Ozarks, which is a very, very popular show on Netflix right now. Um, I want to know about Jason Bateman. Is is there a lot of Jason Bateman forgeries out there? No, I, I think that people don't really target him that much. He's been pretty easy throughout his life. But yeah, here's the thing I will tell you that if you're famous and you're some kind of celebrity and you're on TV, they're going to forge you. And, you know, there's going to be bad attempts. There's going to be good attempts. People will do photos from Arrested Development or other movies or, you know, stuff he's been in. Um, Do I see a lot? Not really. I see a handful here and there. You know, they're always easy to spot on eBay or, you know, looking looking around for autographs. You could always spot the fake stuff. Um, but generally speaking, he's been pretty good throughout his life about signing. So. Okay. But it's weird. It'll be interesting to see how many cast pieces I start seeing from this show. Because usually that's the indicator, like, you know, of a, of a popular show. And the, the guys that I know that chase autographs in, like, Los Angeles or New York, they'll start doing just cast photos of, you know, the cast pieces of different shows. And we'll see how famous, popular they get. And then once those hit the market, the forgers will also hit the market because they'll try and mimic the real stuff. Okay. It's just an interesting cycle. I've seen it happen for years and years and years. Wow. It's like a whole world, man. It, it's, it's a like, whole different world. It is a whole different world, man. <laughs> We're, that's, that's what we're doing today. We're just talking two whole really, worlds that we don't know. Yeah, it, tr- it truly is a different world. It's very strange how it all works. And honestly, um, uh, I'm kind of blown away by it at times. It's just a really different world to live in. And I see how these guys operate and I see what they do and I see how they strike. And, you know, I could, I, I, it's amazing to me. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll get these uh, autograph submissions and, you know, where cards come in. And it'll be a submission. It just happened when I was at the office last week. It could be, you know, 25 signed cards. Sure. And one is more fake than the next one. It was just like, wow. I mean, actually, I think it was an order of about 50 cards. I was just like blown away at the people they'll forge. And, you know, when people are doing Fergie Jenkins and Tony Gwynn and uh, Raleigh Fingers and they're faking them, you know, the people are looking to take advantage of people. And the guy who submitted those had probably been buying either on Amazon or eBay, his local card store for years, had assumed they were good. He wanted to see if they were real. And now he's going to find out the bad way. What was the, what was, there was a bat in here last week that I was in the room when, when you were in there. And was it, was it a Wagner or a Ty Cobb bat that was signed in a Sharpie? Oh yeah, it was a Honus Wagner bat. Everybody <laughs> kept saying it was signed in Sharpie, but it wasn't. It was signed in, uh, um, Cold. it was, it was signed in more of a, 
of, of a, like a roller writer type pen to mimic uh, a fountain pen. But yeah, um, it was not real, unfortunately. Yeah. There was a lot you saw, if you looked in there, there was a ton of baseballs that were bad and sure. bogus letters with them. But the, the forgery business has been churning and burning for years, and it's right. not going to stop. And most of the little guys that fly under the radar selling cards on eBay or photos, they're able to be allowed to do it. You know, um, there, there's really no government uh, kind of institution or no one that's going to stop them. And they're small beans anyway. Let's say a guy makes an extra 75 k a year selling fakes. I mean, the government's not really going to get on the guy. You know, they're looking for the guys that are doing three, four, five million a year in fakes. Then they might, you know, uh, catch our attention. There's an auction house uh, out east that sells nothing but fakes, and they've been advertising for years. They've been in business for 20 years, but they don't sell anything that's real. So, um, you know, this happens in this business. It's crazy. Um, I'd like to see the government step in more with it, but then again, I, I don't know if government's good. It seems like it screws up anything. So, <laughs> you know, it's a catch 22. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> no, <that's>, <laughs> yeah, no. we could talk about that for hours on end, but I don't even know what good that would do. You know, it's just, I think the smartest thing to do is educate yourself. And, you know, if you're a collector, definitely educate yourself. I see new people that jump in all the time and they just get smoked with bad stuff because they get a little cocky, they read a little too much, and they think they know what they're doing, and in the end, they end up getting burned. Now, you, you mentioned the government, and I'm drawing back to the FBI case, the Operation Bullpen case. Did I get that right? Is it Operation Bullpen? Sure. Did you, have, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. play any role in that in, uh, like, w- at all? I mean, I'm, obviously you weren't forging stuff, but I mean, did you help like recognize forgeries or anything like that? No, it was no. so long. That was before, I think, I want to say that was 97, 98 range, somewhere yeah. in there, 99. Mm-hmm. So it was before, I, I was in the business, but I wasn't part authenticating. I hadn't started doing that yet, but okay. I knew all about it. You know, I knew the stuff that was coming out. And, you know, like I've always told people, I think there's more fake Mickey Mantle stuff than real stuff. And I'm pretty sure that's a that's a fact. They, they pumped out so much of that stuff that it's absolutely ridiculous, the amount of fakes that those guys pumped out in the marketplace 500 home run balls signed lithos 500 home run pieces they're done so badly and so amateur like and guys you know i could go on ebay right now and find 49.99 ted williams dimaggio Mano, all that stuff that's still up there um it's unfortunate it's still in our marketplace um i think someday and i will say this much i'm hopeful i'm really hopeful that um, it's going to change. And I think eBay is finally seeing it after all these years. And I've had relationships with eBay in the past. I, I talked to them this year at the National. I think they finally, finally get it. And I think they're going to make some real serious changes coming up here in the near future. And uh, hopefully, you know, it'll be positive for collectors because in the end, collectors, dealers, auction houses, they want to see their prices realized stay strong. And it's hard for prices to stay strong when there's so many bad stuff bringing down real prices. Yeah, because they don't have anything into it, so they can sell it for whatever they want. And it definitely manipulates the Yeah, market. and that all goes back, by the way, guys, that all goes back to education. Sure. You know, that yeah. goes back to educating the collector. And a lot of people that go on and buy a Mickey Mantle, they don't know the difference between one that's forty nine ninety nine or four ninety nine ninety nine. They don't know. They just see the cheaper one and they take it. Ah. So that happens all the time. Is that new California law going to affect is that going to have an effect on eBay as well, or uh... I haven't seen it. Uh, I don't. You know, it's funny. I knew about ten guys out here that started panicking and wondering what the hell they were going to do, and I haven't seen any effect of that at all. I think it's really ridiculous, and 
you know, this idiot Mark Hamill pushed it with his wife. And I, I'm, I don't know if they necessarily knew what they were doing. You know, Mark Hamill from Star Wars wanted to, he, he felt that people were buying too many fake autographs of his and he started to get involved in this. And I, I think it's got some misdirection involved in it. Um, you know, it hurts a lot of people. If people are sticking to, especially booksellers, you know, it's a big problem. I don't know how they could accommodate this new law. And as far as I know, anybody here in California selling, nobody abides by it. Really? Okay. Yeah, because they were talking about that at the industry yeah. summit yeah. months ago. Yeah, so they were. They were. were. Um, yeah, maybe they'll have a crackdown on people in a few years, but right now, I don't know anyone that's that's cracked down on it. Zero. Wow. That's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Harrison Ford, obviously Han Solo. You, uh, you you shared an interesting piece, not of Star Wars, but of uh, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the 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 goblet. The, I saw that on your uh, Facebook page the other day. What was that oh, all yeah. about, man? Yeah. That was awesome. So about uh, I want to say maybe about two months ago, Official Picks, which used to have the Star Wars license, they used to you know represent uh, people. Uh, so Official Picks had done a signing with him, and Ford's done. If I had to guess through the years, Ford's probably done about 10 to 12 sit-down signings with either official picks or another company that I'm not going to name because I'm not a fan of them. But he's done these official signings where he sat down, signed stuff. So official picks had stuff that wasn't paid for during their signing a few months ago, and they re-offered it again on their website. And I really wanted that piece, and it's it's kind of like a replica of the Grail Cup. And I really, really wanted it just for myself you know i'm like that's a cool piece you know and it's it's like a uh, a nice looking prop he signed it absolutely perfect and yeah it was a little expensive but at the same time i felt i couldn't pass on it and um the thing that during their initial signing i'd done six forwards as well during the signing um so i paid for six so there's another one and i must have i think at last count i was about 275 forwards that i have now which is kind of out of control so i need some help <laughs> You should uh, maybe maybe see a you know you professional check into about a, that some kind of clinic that has to do with Ford. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Do you guys have a white? Do you guys have a white jacket around there with you right. know, no arms in it? I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at with that's this a, stuff. At that's time. actually a little. That's actually standard issue for the office here. So it is. It is. That's how we all survive. <laughs> the, pro- the problem I have always had as a especially being a collector is I get to this thorough point of completedness and having this and having that. So it's it's hard for me to turn off the faucet. I can't. So I just keep going, and I can't stop. And I don't know when the point of stopping and, and you know, um, when is that? Now, I will tell you guys, I, you know, I know I mentioned before Mark Hamill, his autograph price, listen to this, guys, two years ago he was $125, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, he is now... Doing the show in October in New York. Guess what he is now? Four hundred. Two fifty. No, three hundred. Three hundred. Wow. We, we stink. We're right in the yeah. middle. <laughs> and that's yeah, it keeps going crazy and crazier. You know, the first signing that Ford did for official picks must have been back in two thousand nine or ten. I'm 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 not sure of the year. But they're all they, and by the way, the only thing they offered was like six different shots or something like that. And the price was four seventy nine for Ford then. And you know, Ford's gone up you know, to up, Ford's gone up about $300, but Hamill keeps going up and up and up, and it's such a short time. This past April at Star Wars Celebration Orlando, I was there. He was 250 which I thought was crazy. Mm. Now he's 300 Wow. Absolutely unreal. crazy. Yeah. It's unreal. 
All right, uh, Steve, we're up against it. But before we get out of here, I want to give our listeners a chance to hear where you're going to be at. Uh, we're going to be together in Vegas uh, next weekend. Uh, but where after yes. Vegas, what, what else is happening? Well, I've got some local stuff here in California um, on the 16th. And I'm doing what I do is a lot of weekend appearances. So I think on the 16th, I am in San Diego at American Icon Autographs. And he's having an event with... Uh, Lisa Ann is there, Linda Blair, and I think he's got a few other people. And this is Sean Jacoby, uh, who we have a really uh, good relationship with, and we're going to be out there certifying and also doing the witness stuff for him. Um, if you check our Facebook page, which is the Beckett Authentication page, we have all of our events listed, guys. I have to tell you, it's insane how many things we have listed on there. We also witness a lot of signings in Southern California and across the country, and it seems like Literally every day we have a new witness signing we're doing or watching stuff. Um, at the end of the month, I'll be doing uh, an appearance uh, in Ontario at a Holiday Inn with uh, Hanabak and Sons, an ultimate pastime. There are partners out here or friends out here. And uh, I just can't remember the date, to be honest with you. I want to say it's about the, it's, it's the 26th or something, or 20, I think it's the 23rd. But um, that is local stuff. And then, of course, we hit the road. The 20th and 21st, I'll be in Scottsdale at Press Pass Collectibles. They're also taking public submissions. We try to get out to that Phoenix-Scottsdale area uh, as often as we can. And then, obviously, October seems like it's a jam-packed month. You know, I'll, um, Well, actually, the end of, um, of September, I'll be in Aspen. And then we're doing a card show in Denver the last weekend uh, in September. Um, uh, and it's an interesting show. You know, It's a smaller show, but I thought I'd give the Denver market a shot. Um, I'll be out in Detroit. I'll be in Seattle. But if you just check our website or our Facebook page, it's the best place to go to see where we're at. And I, I would literally say we're trying to cover everywhere we can in the country. I apologize because people say, hey, when are you coming to New Mexico? When are you coming to Arkansas? When are you coming to South Carolina? We're trying very hard to get to those markets, but um, there's only a couple of us, and we can only cover so much ground. Wow. You're all over the place. You're, you're a globetrotter. Uh a globetrotter. He is a globetrotter, which or an American trotter, whatever <laughs> well, you want to call. It. Hey, let, let me just say one thing: it's it's still August. Yeah, and I'm at ninety seven thousand miles this year, which is a lot for just you know uh, pretty wow. much just staying local in the United States. So Jeez. it's a lot of travel, um, but we're getting out there and we're getting the Beckett word out, and uh, I think it's going pretty good. If you want to know the truth, guys. Awesome. Yeah, That's man, we, we talked to you last week. You were in uh, the middle of uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah, you were in the middle of Pennsylvania, then yeah, you were here. Actually, then... I was in uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I was in Philadelphia. Before that, New Jersey, um, New York. Um, we tend to make our way around. Um, you know, when we visit some auction houses, Robert Everett Auctions, Golden Auctions. Um, next month, I'll be in Wisconsin at Collect Auctions. So it's just we kind of get around, guys. You know, it happens. Awesome. Very awesome. Good stuff. Well, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. We yeah. appreciate it. Of course, man. Um, even of though... Of course, guys. And you guys, anytime you want to you know, get me on, it's cool. I, I'll just... I uh, guess I'll talk to you in Vegas, maybe. Yeah, you know, you will. You, you're going to be our featured guest two weeks in a row, Mr. Grad. Oh, I want you to know oh, how much respect we actually have for you being our featured guest oh, two weeks God. in a row. <laughs> when I see you in person, when I see you in person, I'm going to give you an old saying. 
that okay. my dad used to tell me. So okay, I can't put it on here, but I'm gonna. T- it's just for you too. Just for us. Us. us awesome. I, I really no, appreciate it's it. Mostly for you, Eric. Oh, it's mostly oh, for me. No, it's mostly just for you. <laughs> yeah, Steve and I, we're yeah. cool. Oh, I see. Yeah, see I see. Yeah, we are. We're fine, but this is for Eric, so only. Okay. Exclusive. <laughs> I got you. Good stuff. I got my own personal <laughs> saying coming from Mr. Go for, uh, it's gonna be good. Read between the lines. <laughs> That's right. right. Awesome, man. Uh, thank you very All much. Right, guys. Uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Anytime. All right, bye. See you. All right, brother. Be good, guys. Yes, sir. See you, man. This is Daryl McKay with Oyo Sports, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, Steve Grad, if you need him. There he goes, folks. Uh, do you really need him? I mean, you really do. You do. I, no, you he do. is the man. We joke and, and yeah. jest, but I love that guy. I love Steve. Yeah, he's, he's great. He, he helps us out a lot. Uh, he helped us out immensely with the uh, with our our pawn stars pawn shop appearance. Uh, sure. And he so helps me stay awake during meetings. Too. He helps you stay awake during meetings. Yes, yes. He does uh, a great job. I've heard he, I've heard that he's pretty good at that. Yes, indeed. So, uh, man, yeah, there there he goes, guys. Uh, we will be live with him September 9th at the Golden Silver Pawn Shop in Las Vegas. If you are in the area, uh, I don't know how you would be because that's the start of the football season and there's no hotels room left. <laughs> but uh, if you're in the area and want to come stop by and say hello, please do. Uh, love to see you. Love, I'm sure Steve would love to see you and uh, get just you know bring him something to authenticate. There you go. Perfect. It'd be awesome. All That'd right. be cool. Uh, this is Beckett Whatever. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. And we got a few things to go over. I'll let you start with your fantasy football league because – uh, you got it all set up. We're all set up. Uh-huh. Okay. It is out there. Um, I'll have you put the uh, the invite when, okay. we, when we post the show. There's a couple spots left. Okay. Um, we're just doing 10 teams. Um, I'm going to run it this year. You're okay. going to do your DraftKings thing, and yep. I'm going to do my thing. Um, looking forward to it, man. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be on Yahoo. Um, it is called the Fat Pack League. I went all out and made it um, exciting. There you there. go. So uh, I will get that link to you. So when you post it, go sign up. There's a few spots left, and we are going to have some fun. The draft will probably be next Monday or Tuesday night, but I will get with everybody once we are full and make that happen. Well, there you go. So awesome. I'm, I'm super pumped. What'd you, what you, you going to own it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to win. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm just I'm bringing the other nine teams along just more for my – your you know, own personal gain. Own personal gain. Okay. And to make myself feel better about myself okay. as I roll through the competition. Way to be greedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Let the, Although you know. I'm not eligible for any prizes. Yeah, exactly. So. And uh, I'm still working on prizes, guys. I think I've got a few few boxes coming. I awesome. Think. I think I got that worked out. So I have a few boxes to give away throughout the uh, the season and something for the Super Bowl winner. Awesome. Good stuff there. Uh, the DraftKings League is all set up and ready to go. I have put the link out several times on our Facebook page, which if you're not following us on Facebook, please go do that. Uh, Facebook backslash uh, Beckett Radio. Uh, Go check us out there because we do exclusive giveaways there that we don't do on our Twitter feed. So uh, please go join us there and uh, put it out on on Facebook, put it out on Twitter. Uh, I I opened it up to 200 people, but we're not quite at 200 people. So uh, once we get to that point to where I I just feel like we're not going to get any more people, I'm going to cut it off. Okay, sounds good. And uh, that will be our league. Again, please do not create any contest in there. Let me take care of that. Okay. Uh, As I want it because I want to keep the standings a certain way. Uh, That first week, our first place prize is going to be a Deshaun Watson rookie patch autograph from uh, Immaculate Collegiate Collection. 
Um, number to 99. It's very nice. Uh, very nice. It's very, very nice. I don't, I, I, I pulled that, I think. So, yeah. Uh, that was cool. So, there's, uh, see that frog? <laughs> 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 Oh, Beavis and Butthead for you. Um, that that's going on, and then we all, we just had a contest in a giveaway for our Outlander. Now, when we last recorded this show, the Outlander giveaway was up, and it had just about like twenty five hundred entries in it. Uh, and I told you guys don't sleep on it because those cards they sell really well uh, in the secondary market. Ended last night. At over eighteen thousand entries. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, these, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Fans of the Outlander show got a hold of it. And, yeah, this and just, blasted yeah, it to all their friends. Exactly. So, uh, we, and I think this was the most women we ever have enter. A contest. I, I think so. These these ladies were going crazy over Sam. So uh, or Jamie, whatever you want to call him, uh, Jamie Frazier, the lord, the laird of the uh, Outlander land. So uh, <laughs> he was. He he really I mean he drove the contest, and then uh, all the other McDougals. So McDougals, <laughs> that that did have there was a lot of ladies that entered in this, and I believe we had five winners. I think three of them were ladies. Okay, well, so there you go. congratulations, Perfect. ladies, for j- jumping in on that. Uh, the winners have been announced and contacted, and I told you told you guys you had a week to get back to me. I think uh, three or four of you have already gotten back to me. So uh, it's important to them. <laughs> it's very important. Now, to if them. we could get women to be that excited about all cards ah, see you're walking a fine line i am i'm, I am. Uh, I'm not going to go there because i know that there are some very dedicated there lady are. collectors there are i know that they I'm are i'm just not related to any you're not them. related or married to any of those <laughs> no, people <I'm> not. Are. <laughs> so um yeah they are they're they're definitely out there but uh that the outlander giveaway was was great now we're kicking off superhero september Starting next, well, not Monday. It should be Monday, but we're we're out, and I'm not even going to try to bother posting a giveaway right. on Monday. So, uh, kicking off on Tuesday. So, what's going to happen is you're going to have a giveaway on Tuesday. You're going to have a giveaway on Wednesday, and then you'll have a grand prize on Friday. Perfect. And then the following weeks through the rest of September, you'll have a Monday giveaway, a Wednesday giveaway, and a, a grand prize on Friday. Awesome. So, uh, so three a week, all of September. All of September, superhero Super September. Superhero September. Um, lining up shows. Hopefully, I'm, I, I have some feelers out there. Lining up shows for the month of September that at least one of the interview guests will be uh, superhero superhero related. Do we so, get Batman? Uh, yes, Bruce Wayne <laughs> has been booked on the show. Nice, nice. But he's gonna talk like this. <laughs> 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 Awesome. We're going to get Fat Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Dad's going to do the show. <laughs> oh, that's kind of scary. I made a great series of videos called Fat Dad. You did. They uh, were good. They were good. I, lo- they were I loved good. them. I wouldn't show them to my kids, but they were good. I thought they were funny. They were funny. My favorite one, Megan, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> the horror look of your <laughs> the, wife's yeah, face, face was like, oh. <laughs> That was uh. Is this going on Facebook? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, she, she hated me. Uh, she was, she hated me for doing them, but I thought they were awesome. There you go. So, uh, superhero September is coming, uh, kicking off next week. Speaking of kicking off, our fantasies will, our fantasy leagues will kick off uh, next week with with football starting. Um, Paul, you are a Redskins fan. I, I, yes, I am. I still am. Yes. H T T R, whatever that means. I don't. I'm not Hail sure. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Yes. 
Okay, so uh, I know I know it's Brady way too early to make a prediction, but give me your prediction. Man, the they, they look awful. Okay, my boys look awful. Okay, I mean I can't even sugarcoat it. All right, um, but you know with with a few things that have gone on in the division, um, I'm not going to say they have a chance at winning the division, but I, I think they got a chance of hitting 500. Okay, so I'm going to go with eight and eight. I think that division is wide open. Oh, for sure, and especially with you know we'll find out today or maybe tomorrow about the Zeke outcome. Yeah. I think that's going to make a little bit of difference for the sure. Cowboys. Um, you know, anything can happen with the Eagles. The Eagles have a good squad, but if Carson Wentz gets a sophomore slump, it's they're not going to be they're, they're just not going to be contenders. Right, right. Um, Eli Manning's you know he's starting to put a little age on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they got a, a decent receiving core and whatnot there, but you know we'll see we'll see what happens. I saw something interesting right before we came on the uh, came in here to the studio to record. Why why did the Browns release Joe Hayden? They're the Browns. <laughs> okay. I mean, why did they sign RG three? Uh, They're the Browns. I mean, you know it. That that doesn't seem very smart to me to do right before the season. He's an all he's an all pro cornerback, man. They just released him, right? Yeah, they just released him. No, no trade, no nothing. nothing. Didn't get a pick for him. Yeah, didn't get nothing. A, a lineman, nothing. That is a that is a Patriots signing waiting to happen. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. Or so maybe he, like a Dallas Cowboys who who need something like that. You know. I mean, he must either. Must have violated some team rule, hopefully, or not hopefully, but yeah. just there had to be a reason. Like they just don't wake up and say, "Hey, we're going to get worse on defense." Joe, see you later. See you later. Yeah, because they need all the help they can get. Because otherwise, they've had a pretty decent off season and and preseason, right? I mean, it's not it hasn't they haven't been lighting things up, but they're, no, I mean they've got some young guys that you know if they could they could start putting things together. Hopefully, you know. It's going to come down to protection, man. You know, it doesn't matter what young receivers and running backs and quarterback you put back there. If they're on their back half the time, it's not going to. Yeah. They're not going to move the ball. It's not going to matter. Nope. Man. All right. So, uh, Super Bowl prediction. You want to give me one? I know. That, I know where that we're oh, in the preseason, but Super Bowl what, prediction. What, what do you think? I tell you what, man. As much as I, I really think that there's a there's a good possibility that we see the Patriots again. Okay. I know they just took a hit with Edelman, but like I was saying earlier in the show, I think Cooks flirts with twenty. Yeah, first with twenty, uh, Gillespie in the backfield now is exciting. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Gillespie, 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 yeah, okay. whatever his name is, I can never get it right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Tom Brady, man, when you got Tom Brady, you're always a contender. So I know yeah. that's probably the easy pick, whatnot. But I see them in there, um, you know. And then I really think it'll come down. I think the NFC East is really, really. Just it's all, like you said, it's up in the air. I think it's sure. weak. I don't think either nobody out of there is going to contend for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, the Falcons obviously they brought everybody back. They're, mm-hmm. they're pretty much intact. Uh, if they stay healthy. They'll be right there. I mean, it, it could be Aaron Rodgers' year again, man. Yeah. You know, I think they finally got their running back issue taken care of. Okay. Uh, they got a few uh, new guys on defense, and I really think that they could they could possibly make a run. So I think it'll be. If I had to pick right now, I say Packers and the Patriots. You were telling me yesterday that you thought the signing of Martellus Bennett and it is huge. Marty there. B is huge. I mean, they they've had decent tight ends, but I really think that he's going to really open things up. Cobb still got some stuff in the tank. Uh, Devontae Adams is just a, a, a go-getter. He's a speedster. I think he's fine. They got Jamal Williams now in the backfield. I think he's going to get a lot more playing time than m- most people think. Um, you got Rodgers. I mean, again, you're talking about Hall of Fame quarterback that has a pedigree that can go out and win games. And sure. obviously last year he said, hey, we're whatever they were, we're going to win the next six games. And darn, they went out and won the next six games. Sure. So, you know, if he has that ability to turn that on switch on and, and you know, still save you insurance at State Farm or whatever he does, then that's good for him. <laughs> awesome. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, uh, my Super Bowl prediction. Uh, we're going to go back and listen to these when the season is over. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, it'll be – neither neither team will make it, I'm neither sure. One. I, I'm going with the Patriots as well. I think okay. I think that they're uh, definitely going to be in there. And so You didn't go with the Raiders? No. I was, I was going back and forth. I mean, they just – I think the Raiders' defense is really suspect. It is. It I, is. I, I mean, Matt can only tackle as many – I mean, he can't tackle exactly, everybody. Exactly. And um, Mr. Carr is coming off an injury, and I'm suspect of that as okay. well. Right, so yeah, Fair enough. Uh I'll go Patriots, and since you said Packers, you took you took my other team. Uh, uh, I mean, there's no reason why the Falcons can't make it back. Yeah, there's there no really reason. isn't no reason. There's really no reason why. Um, you know, I would say if if the and I, it pains me to say it, if if Zeke was going to play the full season, there wasn't all this off season controversy. Uh, I would put the Cowboys up there. I think sure. they solidified a few things on defense, and you know, I think they'd have a shot. But they're, oh. a, long, they're a long shot at this point for me. It's in Minnesota. Uh, that doesn't matter because it's a dome stadium, isn't it? It is a dome stadium. So yeah, so you don't have to worry about the. Yeah. Uh, All right, so Patriots, Seahawks. Really? Well, why they not? Got, man? They got some running issue. They got a back issue they need to worry about, but uh, they do. But they got they got Russell. Yeah, they got Russell. Um, the receivers are getting better. You know, they're starting to starting to grow together as a, as a squad. Yeah. Um, I forget their tight end off the top of my head. They still got uh, starts with a K. Still got that guy? Can't think of his name. Oh, they have Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. They have Jimmy Graham. Yeah. They have Jimmy Graham. I am interested though in seeing how the Bucks are going to do. Really? I am. I, I did you watch the Hard Knocks? Thing? No, I didn't. Didn't okay. watch it at all. Okay. I, I like OJ Howard. Okay, uh, he's good. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Mike Evans is six three, and is. then running speedster down the other side. Who? who so they're all is is. Who's gonna cover him? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know who. I mean, Djax obviously. I'm, I was a big fan when he was a skin. Um, hated him when he was an eagle, obviously, because I was a skins fan. But yeah, he he just flies down the field, and he's a game changer. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so you have your game changer on one side, your six three prototypical wide receiver on the other side, who's just phenomenal coming into his own. You've still got a Brait at a tight end who's right. also good. Right. You got OJ Howard is good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the running back situation, they got that new guy, Nicholson, I believe his name Jeremy is. Jeremy Nicholson from Boise State. Yeah, yeah. and then they've they still got Martin. They still obviously. got Doug Martin, yeah. So, you know, and then they got uh, Mr. Winston. Yeah. It seems like he's starting to grasp the game a little bit. So yeah. so I will cautiously say, I will cautiously Bucks. say Seahawks Patriots, but don't count me Don't count me out for the Bucks. All right, going with the Bucks. So yeah, bucks, on the, bucks on the side. Yeah, side Bucks bet. on the side. side at bet. least the Bucks will at least make the playoffs. Okay. All right. I'm down. I'm down with that. I think they'll at least make the playoffs. I'm down with that. At least he didn't pick the Dolphins. No. No Jay Cutler resurrections. No, none of that. None of that. None of that. Okay, so uh, we're going to get out of here now. We out? We're out. we got to go eat lunch. We do. And then uh, you guys are getting this a day early. I am out of town. I'm going to uh, Denver. going to enjoy uh, enjoying the mountain air. There you go. I'm going to go stop by Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Fruitman. I'm going to see him on Saturday. He's got a... NFL case break. I don't know what he's breaking, but I'm going to go, go check it out. Check it out. Sounds good to me. See you there. Uh, guys, enjoy your Labor Day. Enjoy it. Whatever you do, do it safely. For sure. Um, go check out that link that I that I retweeted for the TJ Watt uh, fundraiser. If you, do it. If yes. you have some time to do that and are uh, and you are able to donate something, please do because that is a huge release, relief effort. Good. And, uh, you know, the the that part of the country 
it needs, needs it, it man yeah, we, we can tell you right now we see the local news and, yeah. and everything man they yeah. need it they really need it. and go read the brady kale story man yeah and the landon story man read it it's touching it's it's cool it's it's what this hobby is about and um uh, it, it, it's there's some sadness in there but th- there's some good in there as yeah, well. yeah exactly so exactly all right uh we will be back next week again with three shows our regular show a show from clark toys and a, and a show from uh the golden silver pawn shop in las vegas so uh, we should do a show from a buffet at. We Vegas could do somewhere. that. We could like if we, we take a wireless mic. We should. We could totally do that. Done. Let's do something like that. We could do a. a face we still owe them the Fat Pack Forty. Too. Yeah, we got to make the Fat Pack Forty happen. That so that's we definitely might have happening. A very eventful Vegas trip. Yeah, it could be. I got to pack my my trainers because I can't run in these shoes. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all that's happening, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us this week. Be blessed in all that you do. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.